This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse Nerds! Today's episode is for all you Star Wars nerds out there, specifically all of you Star Wars standalone fans out there. Yes! I'm Joanna, you mangy Kashikian moof milker Krupnik. And I'm Brian Lando's Hawaiian shirt, Plofsky. And we could not be happier that you made the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs, if you round down, to join us today. Uh. Today, we are going to be talking about the Solo Star Wars story movie, giving you some of our thoughts and feelings about the 2018 film and where we see it fitting into the greater Star Wars galaxy. So please, put on your favorite custom cape and let's begin. And as we start every episode, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We will be spoiling things like Solo, Rebels, Clone Wars, Boba Fett, Mando, and potentially Rogue One. This is your spoiler alert alert. Yeah, we'll try not to do those extraneous ones as much as possible, but you never know. You never know. You never know. And, you know, I had a hard time coming up with the intro to this one because they were... they're. There are so many good quotes in this movie. Brian. Right? It's a great movie. So I got some of these. So we have the tired mangy Kashikin move Milfer. We also have he's uh-huh. just finishing with the regional governor. Great visual joke. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. What should we drink to? Let's drink two and see what it goes. Yeah. That might be a little too clever for Han Solo, but I loved the line. Uh, I know. I loved, uh, you couldn't even get back to Black Spire from here without me. And now you're going to make the Kessel Run. Uh, Black Spire Outpost is on Batu, which is what Galaxy's Edge is. <gasps> yes, where Thrawn and uh, Thrawn and Anakin had some moments together. Spoiler alert. In the books, right? Oh, in the Thrawn books? In the books. Yeah. In the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are predictable. Then you have, assume everyone will betray you and you will never be disappointed. You'd think that MJ yeah. from Spider-Man said that yeah <laughs> um yes then some other ones i really enjoyed were like you said that's a custom piece and then yeah. uh not if you round I like, down i like when i like when what was the last one uh not if you round down and then my favorite one oh, i yeah. think and i think is the best um example of kira and han's relationship and sh- when she says to him in the elevator like i know something about you that uh most people don't know about you and um uh like you're a good guy you are the good guy like that's that's your secret you're the good guy i really yeah i love that yeah um i also i like I, i like the line when lando's like um you know in this situation i usually go in the opposite direction yeah yeah and um this is why you never let anyone fly your ship and um of course i love I hate you. I know. So it's good. So good. Um, so why why did we choose to do this rewatch, Brian? Okay. This is a very random choice to some. S- to some it may be. But we're doing this because we have premonitions 
if you will, mm. that Solo, and it already has, is going mm-hmm. to tie over a lot with the Book of Boba Fett. And you may be listening to this episode after these tie-ins happen, if we've guessed correctly, or you may be mm-hmm. listening to this episode before episode, uh, chapter three, excuse me, of the Book of Boba yeah. Fett. because we just wanted to watch an old classic. An old classic, yee Because, like, <laughs> this movie absolutely tie- – I mean, we know for a fact because they use – spoiler, I mean, we already did the spoiler. They use Sam Witwer's yeah. voice for – um hell yeah for darth maul which hell yeah yes i regret to inform you that dryden voss is dead murdered by the thief he hired to steal the coaxium shipment his friend tobias beckett is that so where is the shipment now gone beckett took it slaughtered the others i alone survived One man couldn't have done this alone. I wasn't there. But if I had been, perhaps I could have saved him. And and then, which is the direct tie-in, obviously, to Clone Wars um, and I Rebels. Closely in the future. <laughs> and then you have, in episode 10 of season 7, um... Of Clone Wars, you have the very small cameo of uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Voss, mm-hmm. Dryden, Voss Dryden Voss, in the sewer when um, uh, when Crimson Darth Maul runs Crimson Dawn, and Dryden Voss yep. is in the Clone Wars in the sewer because he tells the Syndicate leaders to go into hiding because of yeah. um, what's going to happen on Mandalore. Uh, as well as Order 66 and stuff like that. So, Right, which is, that's Clone Wars, right? That's Clone Wars. That's so the, this is before this has happened. Cl- so I looked it up. Clone Wars yeah. happens, um, and then you have the events of Solo, and then you have the events of Rebels. So Dryden Voss is alive right. during Clone but, Wars. This happens yeah. in between Clone Wars and Rebels. And then Rebels is where, uh, not spoil, I mean, I keep, I'm not going to say spoiler, where Darth Maul is killed, the Holocron yeah. stuff. Um, so so that's where it happens there. Yeah, so we can assume that this is a relationship that's been happening for a, a long time. Like, him and Dryden Voss have been working together for a while is the point of this. Yes, and then um, my assumption is that him and Ki- years. Kiara have worked together for a long time between this and Darth Maul's death. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to say, in the last pod, I was ge- I was dogging this film because they seemingly couldn't make up their mind as to when it took place, but that's wrong. It takes place... Three late, three years pass in the film, so it's ten to thirteen years, not like ten to thirteen. Oh, we don't really know. that makes sense because like he's yeah. at he's at thirteen years before Battle of Yavin when they're young on Corellia, and then like the end of this movie, it's, it's ten it's, years, it's, yeah, yeah, or yeah, in ten years, three years pass. Yeah, that makes yes. sense. That makes sense. Um, and just a little bit of. So this film. Wait, I love the idea that like Star Wars historians couldn't make up their minds on whether it took place. They just, they just. That's what I thought. I was like, why can't they just commit? Yeah. I think that's what I said. Yeah. So apologies. That's great. Um, half-ass research, but um, <laughs> this film a lot. So I, I feel bad for this film because let's let's recap a little bit. Yeah. 
it there was an incredibly lo- this is a big this is a big role of someone uh, big shoes to fill obviously for the incomparable Harrison Ford mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. man of my dreams what were they going to do to cast this young kid there was an enormous search thousands of people trying to find somebody to play this role i went in Alden Aaron Reich actually I- i'm sure <laughs> Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, your your Jewish self. Um, hey, he's they, Jewish. Alden <laughs> Ehrenreich is Jewish. He has a last name. Oh my god! I I wow. checked on Wikipedia because actually you checked that because I watched video interviews of him saying his name just so I got Ehrenreich correct. Um, Did you say like Aaron Reich? <laughs> yeah. Well, Alden. There's a weird reason for Alden, but um, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a very German so last name. But he's German. Really, but he's he's wow, he's Jewish. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Kenan, my words. Well, Han Solo is Jewish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Canon Han Solo is Jewish. Um, so he was actually one of the first considered. But among some others considered, I read, doing some research, was Dave Franco, which would have been a very interesting film. Sure. Um, Miles Heller was up for it. Um, somebody who's actually in contention, two people that were like on the short list, I think with him, based on what I read was Taron mm-hmm. Edgerton and Jack Raynor. One of them, the, sure. Jack Raynor is the one in, um, yeah. Kingsman and stuff. Or is that yeah. Taron Edgerton? Yeah. Taron Edgerton is in the Kings. Kingsman movies. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember which was which, mm-hmm. um, which you, have, not seen you haven't movies, seen those, but, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I've not seen those movies. You mean um, Rocket Man? So you mean Mr. Rocket Man? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Taron Edgerton is uh, plays um, Elton John in Rocket Elton Man. Elton John? Oh, really? Yeah, it's good. Okay, this it's would good. Have been really That's a good movie musical. Okay. Could you see them in these? This role is my question because okay. I think Alden's great. I do too. There um, are times where I specific, I like, t- I turned to Justin. I was like, if you closed your eyes, the way he delivered that line sounds like Harrison Ford. Yeah. I just also want to say uh, the, to wrap up my thought was that it was a huge search. Things were going – it started to leak out. Things were going a little poorly on the production side. They swapped uh, the team almost like when the movie was almost all filmed. And then the icing on the cake was that it leaked out that they had hired an acting coach to come down to the set to work with Alden. And then people got really freaked out. Mm -hmm. Now, hiring an acting coach actually happens a lot. I think more often than we know. Like all the time. Like like um I know like during his early movies, The Rock hired an acting coach and still works with them. I mean, in 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 theater school, um we read a ton of books by famous acting coaches who would give anecdotes of their experiences with like their time on set. Helen like Helen Hunt's acting coach on the set of um yeah. her Oscar winning um uh movie um as good as it gets. The- like yeah, they, they all it's, it's have normal. acting coaches. It's not a crazy thing, but right people still think that reshoots are a bad thing, and sometimes they are. But like every movie has reshoots. That's why in this movie too, yeah. um, originally Dryden Voss was to be paid by the played by the late um, uh, Michael K. Williams, um, and he filmed yeah. his role, oh. but because he wasn't available for the reshoots, they recast it with Paul Bettany. And that's why Paul Bettany is in it. But also uh, Michael K. Williams was supposed to be a CGI Dryden Voss character. 
And it's because they didn't have the time to do it all. It's supposed to be this like lion thing. You can find concept drawings online. Um, However, um, that's why they just did the makeup with Dryden Voss and like the bolt Uh, on his head. Right, because they say he's like mostly human. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, and and I just think all the dogs this production. I think that with that hanging over it, people, it just – because it wasn't – I mean, critics didn't really hate it. It's, of course, the Star Wars Wars fans are very divided about it. Yeah, so I thought – Joanna, we are the same because I thought of the same thing. I was like, I'm really enjoying this movie on the rewatch. I had only seen it in movie theaters. This was my second time watching it total. Shut up. You've only seen it once? Yeah. Um, and I, I had a fine time and like, didn't think of it again. I mean, I guess that's not crazy. It only came out in 2018. To be fair, I had, I watched solo before I, excuse me, before I saw any clone wars or rebels episodes. So, I oh, had no okay. connection. Okay, so you didn't see the tie-ins. Yeah, I was just it was just someone playing a young Han Solo to me. But what I will say is, think of it this way: <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a seventy percent, um, and the sure. audience score is sixty-four percent. Certified fresh. Yeah, um, a flawed yet fun and fast-paced space adventure. Solo, a Star Wars story, should satisfy newcomers to the saga as well as longtime fans who check their expectations at the theater door, which I think is right. But I want to think about this contextually before we talk about the actual movie. Yeah. Okay. This came out in, what, 2018, okay? 18. So 2015, we have The Force Awakens. People were – I would say an overwhelming majority of people not only saw that but enjoyed it, okay? Yeah. Then in 2016, you had Rogue One. Rogue One is the first – So good. Standalone movie – um, for Star Wars, people were, you know, hesitant about it, not sure. Got great reviews. Um, people really enjoyed it. Highlighted by the um, the the final sequence with Darth Vader. Okay. Yeah. So then people are like, okay, maybe I'm into this new era of Star Wars. And then the last the the last Jedi comes out. And then they. Push you back down. And, and, and people just Sit splinter down. immediately. Listen, not everyone likes The Force Awakens, and I understand <laughs> They're like, that. oh, really? You're liking this? Hold my beer. Yeah, exactly. And that's and the fans are divided there. And then you're told – after people aren't really into that and they're like, what is Star Wars becoming? They tell you they're making a Han, young Han Solo movie without Harrison Ford. And I can imagine how that puts a bad taste in your mouth. And then the direct – and everything you said, the directors changed because – the, with the Miller, um, with Phil, with Lord and Miller, who people love from uh, Lego movies and um, uh, Twenty One. Is Jump this the Twenty One Jump Street mm-hmm. group? Yeah, all that. they thought this. They thought the schedule was like unnecessarily punishing or something. That, like, and we're not I, in for this. And I'm sure they wanted to lean more into the quirky, weird, and not doing exactly what um, yeah. Kathleen Kennedy wanted to do in terms of like building a universe. Totally fine. That's unsubstantiated. Yeah. I'm just making that up. Um, however. Then you bring in Ron Howard, who has a nice eye. He's a good director. He's a very good director and, 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 and brings in some new things. They film a lot of new stuff. They change the script a lot. Like, for instance, um, Val, I don't think, was supposed to die. And then Thandie Newton's character dies at that point. Like, a lot of things change about it. And then this is the movie we got. And I think it's fine. At the time, it was fine. But then you get, like, The Rise of Skywalker, which, like, is overwhelmingly known as a garbage film. And so the, this came after the first two of the newest trilogy. So people's faith, people were waning on like, oh, God, yeah. is what you're trying to say. Yes. 
Because then they say, oh, and we're doing another one and it's a prequel and it's not with Harrison Ford, but somebody who's playing him. Yes. Yeah, that would be which a is, little unnerving. Which is interesting because I'll tell you this. I, I was nervous too. Harrison Ford is Han Solo. Like he is yeah. Han Solo at the end of the story question. Okay. Forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. But now that they're exp- now that we have Mandalorian and we have, mm-hmm. um, we're getting into Boba Fett and it's going to grow exponentially beyond then like, and we're getting Kenobi and we're getting this like I have no problem now with someone else playing these characters because I've already seen this movie. And what I gathered from this watch of this movie is even though it's not the same people playing these characters, even Chewbacca, not the same people playing these characters, mm. the writers and it was Lawrence Kasdan's son who wrote this, who also directed um, Empire Strikes Back. And um, oh. They, they just got the that. characters. I felt like I was watching yeah. a young Han Solo. And I know it's going to be weird if Han Solo, like the aging and how old Kira is going to be if she potentially comes yeah. back. There's a lot of weird stuff in there. But I just think they nailed the characters in this. Whether or not the movie is slow in places, like we can we can criticize it later on. But like I was – I'm excited to watch Rogue One again because I I haven't seen that since movie theaters either. No, no, that's not oh true. Gosh. I've watched Rogue okay. One a second time. The second time I did yeah. not enjoy Rogue One. I enjoyed Rogue One the first time. Rogue One is not a good mystery the second time around. Yeah, that's the, true. The second, right, that's the true. last third of the movie is super fun when they're on um, the planet and they're fighting. And then what's that beach in Mario Kart? <laughs> Koopa Troopa Beach. It's like the. Yeah, it looks like yeah, Movie yeah. Trooper Beach. Anyway, that, that's a whole no. We could we could we should probably do Rogue One Rouge One at some yeah, point. Yeah, it's so good if you haven't seen it. <coughs> but I think you're right. I mean, it's weird because everybody else is the same. You know, it's the same mall, it's the same I don't know that's if really it's actually it. any repeat people. That's really it. But um it's yeah, it, it's it takes some getting used to and it they they hadn't even done deep well uh, no, they hadn't done deep fakes yet because they hadn't done Rogue One. Yet, yeah, had they? Rogue One came out two years oh, yeah. before this. Okay, so they done Rogue One, and then a lot of people are in masks, so you don't see who's inside anyway. Um, so before then, they hadn't added someone else just playing it full on. But this is, um, you know, a the, long time. This yeah. is 10, 13 years before he does age. Well, the, the, the closest they got was the Tarkin scenes in um, uh, yeah, Rogue, Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One, right? Yeah, Ru- yeah. Rouge One. So... It is weird. It is weird, but I get I get used to it again. That that's why I think it benefits to watch it again because you Agreed. let you let leave those expectations at the door, um, and you just try to let yourself fall into it. And so it, it does. It sucks because we want a pre. We want Hans, Hansel is one of the best characters in history. So you want this story told, but we can't do it with Harrison Ford running around deep fake the whole know. time. Like and that would look ridiculous. I will say, this movie. If you leave your expectations at the door, even if you don't, this is a solid Star Wars story movie. And I, I think if this is not Han Solo, but like another like random smuggler and just a heist movie, this thing is g- still great. I think people would yeah. think it's better than not. But and let's be honest, <laughs> you could be mad about Alden. Um, Heinrich or 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 what Aaron Reich, whatever you think of him and whatnot, but like, you know how you know this movie works in casting young people because Donald Glover is so good as Lando Calrissian. Oh my gosh, Donald Glover's so good and as Lando. I'm gonna say it that right opens now. the door. 
I know they kind of half announced that we're getting a Lando series, but he even does the land, the Calrissian Chronicles in this as a joke. Like, I give us the yes. Calrissian Chronicles, Disney Plus. Yes. Well, that's my other question because there was an article I read that someone, this was I think in 2019, <laughs> that there were rumors that this that because hashtag make solo two happen was was trending and probably still is not trending actually but like sure. out there but what they said was they were like we might make this a disney plus show about the crime syndicate world and i'm wondering if boba fett's actually the answer to the rumors i think i that we got back then i think you're on to something there one and two i don't want a solo sequel movie i want stuff that takes the best parts of this movie which is the cloud yeah. riders which is um this crimson dawn and kira like all that stuff yeah is carly really morgenthau <laughs> carly morgenthau also <laughs> did you watch the bbc um les mis no Oh God! Because when Aaron, Ke- which one is this? Aaron, Aaron Kellyman, who plays um, the leader of the Carly Cloud Morgan Riders, and, and, and Carly, and, and, and um, she is uh, she plays Eponine in the BBC. No, I did not adaptation see this. of Les Mis. It's not the musical; it's just an adaptation of the book. She's wonderful. Oh, I was going to say, so she sings. No, no, no. Oh. She's wonderful. It's a really good adaptation. You should absolutely watch it. Okay. All right, I'll put it on my list. Um, not what I expected you to recommend, um, talking about Star Wars, but, uh, yeah, I think. Star Wars is the Les Mis I, of our time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Castle in a Cloud, I don't know, there, yeah, there's clouds. Yeah, Best Bin. Yeah. <laughs> clouds, literally Cloud City. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, anyway, I think it's good. I mean, of course, guys, we're, we're the saying this owns after the cantina. We, after... Sorry, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You can keep going. <laughs> this is actually perfect. I want to see this fanfic, right? This actually, you, if you adapt Les Mis to Star Wars world. I'm sure it checks out. That sounds great. I know. Oh, God. Oh, man. Um, Joanna, I think we have okay. our next project. <laughs> Yeah, I think you have your next project. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how enthusiastic I am by it, writing it myself, but I'd love to read it. Um, so, you know, this is all given given the fact that I think when I first saw it or was about to, everyone was like, it's terrible, it's terrible. So I didn't love it the first time, mm-hmm. but because everyone had told me it was terrible, I was like, this isn't that bad. And then as I rewatched it, because again, it's something I can easily turn on. I Rogue One, I need, I want to give more attention to. The original trilogy gets a lot of my attention. The, the prequels, I almost can't look away from because a Sith is good, but B the, the other two, Wait, I just, well, I couldn't hear I'm you. Sort of, I couldn't hear you. Oh, we, uh, so you, can you really not hear of course, me? Or of you course saying, I can hear what you said. I said the original prequels, I, I almost can't look away from. Oh, no, I heard what you said. Except for Sith because Sith is yeah, good. I heard it. I heard it. Okay. Sith is not good. Um, no, I just wanted to uh, repeat yeah, that. Yeah. Brian, I'm on the, I'm on, I'm two for, well, I'm, let's see, one for two. I've made you now like Solo. Now my mission is to make you like Revenge of the Yeah, Set. but I never hated Solo. I was, I'm looking for my ticket stub right now because I was, um, oh, yeah. I was, let's, uh, let's get the facts. I was, we had boozy milkshakes, um, at the Alamo Ooh. Draft House in Brooklyn. Were they blue? No, but they, oh, they just, do have drinks that are, um. Star Wars themed? Well, they, the movie themed. They always do that. 
Oh, that's like with the big movie. Oh, that sounds really fun, actually. Yeah. yeah, I never saw this in theaters. This was part of my, um, you know, my reawakening to the Star Wars sure, universe sure. during uh, quarantine. Um, so yeah, it's. I think it's good. I think it's really enjoyable. I think that Alden does a great job. I swear to God, there are some times where he delivers things very close to Harrison Ford, just enough that it's not cheesy. But some of my issues with it are some of the hokey ways that we get his last name, for instance, oh, which that's I in also my notes. understand. I hate that. Okay. We'll go back to that. And like the, I, I hear that like, there's some legend controversy of like how they, him and Chewie met and all of this. But, um, I, as someone who has not done the legends dive. Yeah. Hashtag not canon. I don't, I can't attest to that. The legends or legacy or, or whatever it's that. called. Um, it's legends. It's legends. Those arguments don't bother me because that's just nostalgia. It's their content. They can canonize whatever they want um, and not. But if you like those legacy stories more, like that's fine with you. But like just because they're rewriting some of the things that have been like in your, you know, in your brain for so long, like this is just what they're doing. You accept or not. It's not your content. It's their content. It's like comics to comics to screen. Yeah, I'm not too concerned about that. But I'll also say let's – what interests me is that Kira takes a huge role, apparently. I don't read them, as we talked about last episode. Um, I don't read the Star Wars comics, but Kira has taken a big role in the comics from this movie. Um, and Boba, the book of Boba Fett is now pulling from the comics because we get the um, the black uh, Wookiee bounty hunter who's oh, like big in, yeah. the, in the comics. Chrysanthemum or something yeah. like that? Um, uh, no, it, it's like... Cranston, Black Cranston, or something. Yeah, uh, Brian Cranston. Uh huh. I'm t- I truly. I think that's. No, I think that's how you say it. Which also gives me pause. I don't know. I don't know that I love this. Uh. Anyway, for for obvious reasons, the I don't know. I don't know what? that I love that name. But anyway, sure, sure, sure. Um. But I will say that. Uh. Wait, what did I call him? We'll call him that. I don't know what you called him, but it's Cranston. <laughs> oh, you called him Bad News. Bad News. Bad News uh, Wookiee. So, like, Bad News bad Wookiee news is from that. So, like, I like that they're pulling in whether or not you need to know that information. No, I didn't know that. So, Kira is 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 there. And something that I also want to say here while we're, while we're into it is Star Wars is known. I would say, and you let me know if I'm wrong. Star Wars is known for their strong female characters. Princess Leia. Ahsoka Tano, you also have uh, Padme, you have characters also like, uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, Ray. Ray, and the other one. Uh, There aren't a lot of them, which is like saying something else. Jin Erso. That's what, that's my, my point is I I raise my eyebrow when you say that because yes, but also they've gotten, they've, you know, Leia, they're, they got, they've gotten better, obviously, yeah. in modern day, but they need more. And I, and people are like, they push back on it. And I don't, I disagree with a lot of Star Wars fans because they're like this weird sexist purism that totally. I could talk about all day. But I, but yes, I, <laughs> Clone Wars filled out Padme a ton yeah, yeah. more. She's like a dope girl who like is on, is in Congress and she does, she's fearless and she's awesome. Ahsoka, of course, is a beast. Ray, I think is great. Um, and Jin is is great. So yes to that. Leia is great. 
Carrie Fisher makes Leia great. I mean, yeah, they got her. That's fair. Some, you know, we've got yeah, but I guess the trappings my, are questionable. My point being is that Stores has leaned in not enough. It's never enough, but has leaned into it more than a lot of other um, like uh, franchises and stuff like that. And and again, mm, yeah. again, I don't think it's enough, and I think it's it's pretty low on the totem pole in terms of like things that they prioritize. But what I will yeah. what I will say is that. My point being that Kira, to me, is one of the best of them, and she's so under the Kira radar because great. she happens to be in this movie. So I really, really hope they bring Amelia Clark back into the fold to mm-hmm. – and also, correct me if I'm wrong. She, she's great. She she's looks great in this. really young in this, so maybe aging her up That's isn't a I'm problem. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, she looks like she's 22. She looks so young. I mean, she just looks young in general. So she's a great character that you could probably not even have to age that much. And you could be like, she just looks young. And the two of them have yeah, excellent I agree. chemistry in this movie. Yes. However, you want them not to because you know how it ends up. And you also know. they can't wait too long because then you're getting too close to A New Hope. So it's like, and then it's, it is Harrison mm-hmm. Ford. So do you think Harris, his territory. Do you think Han shows up in... Um, the Book of Boba, Boba Fett. Fett, like they do, like a the deep only, fake Mark Hamill type thing. The that would be <laughs> it, it. It makes sense that he could. There's that line that Beckett says, like, "Find me on tat before he goes. Find me on Tatooine, Tatooine." No, they um, say I wrote it down for you. Oh, they tell say Tatooine. They say Tatooine. Tatooine. Okay, but Amy Sedaris says Tatooine. Yeah, no, but now I'm keeping track of how everybody says that planet's name because of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and we get the Han Han. You call her Kiara. I call her Kira. No, it's There's Kira. Like I'm wrong. Lot. That's wrong. I'm just wrong when I okay. say that. Please correct oh, okay. me. Got it. Got it. Um, so okay. it's kind of like how, you, how some people say Oregon and some people say Oregon. Oregon and Oregon. Wait, what? Uh, oh, organ? Someone says organ? Like an organ in your body? Yeah. I think they at least say Oregon. Or- Oregon. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Well, and then there's Nevada and Nevada, but it is Nevada. Yeah, same. Same, Brian. Um, <laughs> so I think that it is entirely possible we would be seeing an older late 80s Harrison Ford if he were to show up. Yeah, or like early nineties, depending on how yeah, in Boba Fett. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So they'd have to de age him a little bit for sure. Well, I mean, a lot at of least twenty three years. <laughs> yeah, twenty three years worth. Yeah, a lot of it. Um so I definitely want more from Kira. I want more from Crimson Dawn. I want more mm-hmm. from all that whole world. I want all the mall you could possibly give me. Um I mean let's just say Maul is he was living he he was living off some rats and some trash heaps and some dark dank, and he he looks great. You know, he's he's sort of a survivor, and he looks great, and he worked his way back up. I would I love Darth Maul. That's like that's one of the things that they really did him dirty. I feel that character dirty. But he has Band such Menace, a good I, arc in Clone Wars and Rebels. Yes. That's what that and I don't know. Not everyone, of course, has seen that stuff. With and Savage I'm, Oppressed, I'm like, you have no idea. So good. Oh yes, Savage right. Oppressed. So let's yeah. So let's let's flip to the movie itself because you have the whole Kessel scene, and and something I'll bring up is the. I know this is the middle of the movie. Oh my gosh, when the Kessel scene was over, I'm like, there's still an hour left of this movie. <laughs> oh, there's like plots ju- within plots within plots, yeah. twists within twists within twists. I was into it though. Like, I, that didn't bother me, but like, it feels like s- such a big 
ep- if you, it feels like the end of the movie and then you're like, oh, wait. like that's where pacing is weird because that whole thing feels yeah. like the end of the movie and then maybe there's 20 minutes left, but there's a whole hour left. The end drags a bit, yeah. I feel like. the After the Kessel, yeah, go on. Um, so Kessel? So um, when they're figuring out the Kessel uh the Kessel heist, if you will, with Dryden Voss mm-hmm. and all that. He Dryden Voss says the Pikes oversee Kessel and they have a fragile alliance with Crimson Dawn. So that yes. informs a little bit of Boba Fett in yes, terms that's of that's in my notes as well. So the Pikes oversee the Kessel Spice Mines, which is what um the spice that we're seeing when they um get to the train in yeah. Book of Boba Fett. Boba Fett. And we see the one pike in uh, this one, um, Quay Tolsite, the uh, director of ops on Kessel. Uh, he's got that, That's he's got like the, the, he's got like the juices. He's like dripping. Like he's smoking yeah, he's or like whatever. dripping, like discharge. So good. Um, and so what interests me about that is like, you know, did Crimson Dawn end up taking them? Did Kira end up taking them over as Crimson Dawn? Do they work together? Because they only talk about there are only like four or five syndicates within right now at this point in time. So I thought all that was right. pretty interesting to inform us in what might come in um, in Boba Fett. But um, yeah, I guess my I, I have a question for you. Hmm. Is the more you know about the character less interesting or is the mystery the thing that attracts you to them and and that goes the same for han solo and boba fett yeah i i i always think i like it more i mean maybe i don't maybe it's that as it's happening i um i don't sort of know that i'm worse off but i love it i mean i the my whole philosophy is just give me more of this i mean there are i don't think there's ever been a time where it's diminished my the mystery I don't think I have many characters that are like enigmatic in a good way that I just, I just want to keep them that way. I think it heightens. I think, I think the only thing, and this is like so cosmetic, but like the solo last name, though it is so perfect that it must be fake kind of idea. Um, the way that that happened, I was like, well, what other, what other last names was he, was that guard like considering like solo party of one solo. I'm alone. Solo lonely. Like, or Han Lonely, Han Party of One. Um, so there are things like that where I'm like, really? Yeah. That's what you're doing? On the, but on the fl- other than that, that's like cosmetic. Yeah, on the flip side of that, I love Chewie and Han's relationship in any iteration. Oh my God, they me too. They talk to each other in this one the same way that they talk to each other in The Force Awakens. Like... This is like a fellowship, uh, this is like a fellowship story and like the family that you find along the way and... I and that is such a such a special part of the Chewie and Han, you know, story. I love, you know, uh, he's he, the and, tribe element. Uh, yeah, it's so great. And I will say that to me, that's why the sequel trilogy, Force Awakens, all of that aren't great. Mm-hmm. The yeah. moment when Chewbacca comes back from uh, Han being killed. And blows mm. right past Leia and doesn't interact with her is a, is a something that Filoni would have gotten right that J.J. Abrams yeah. didn't get right. That's the bottom yeah. line. It's about the relationships between the characters that we love. And that moment is completely missed, especially after – Why did they do that? Um, I don't know. Like we don't have to get into that. But like that really bothered me. And that actually took me out of the world in that movie because that's not something that would yeah. happen. I don't believe that. I don't. 
Do you think there's any chance they decanonize those? No, no, none, none at all. No, they're too expensive. Yeah. No, because also I was just wondering. Absolutely. I mean, not. If they're gonna decanonize the Snyder cut. I don't know. Anything's possible. We'll see. But they would never <laughs> decanonize that because of um Galaxy's Edge. Oh, the money. The money. money. Totally. Yeah, totally. Um I I I shed a tear when they um I'm just jumping around but that when they see them in well you see the millennium falcon for the first time mm. and they play the theme like that got me for sure <coughs> and i just think it's just really cool the getting the backstory of the ship as well like yeah. that's what makes millennium falcon a ship that no other ship so, could ever be like is uploading l3 yes it gives it character gives it charisma when they when they use the pronoun she um it means something yeah. a little bit more but here's something that i didn't really catch the first time that really got me this time about the millennium falcon when they're going into the um, when they're going into the Maelstrom, Maelstrom. which is a great mm-hmm. sequence, when he's like yeah. when he's skidding on like one of the asteroids, and they actually play yeah. the Empire Strikes Back asteroids theme, which is spectacular. Yes. Um, when they're in it and they get to the gravity well uh, at the Maw, uh huh, and they lose the uh, escape pod. Yeah, there's something so deeply symbolic that there is no escape pod option moving forward for the Millennium Falcon. Oh, that's a great point. The idea that, like, they're in that hunk of junk and they got to get out of every situation no matter what is, like, it really adds a lot to kind of, for me, giving Han his relationship to the ship and and how everybody is on that ship um, uh, a little bit more layers. And 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 along those lines, like, do you know what it's like to live with a price on your head? No, but soon he will. Um, the dice being like this seal of a promise, you know, the, that, that carry, I mean, those dice have screen time throughout so Mm -hmm. much of star Wars lore. Um, uh, I have something in my notes about the dice, which is. I used to have star. I used to collect star Wars cards growing up. Um, Oh, and really? I have a Hans dice card. I think it's rare. Oh, that probably is rare. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I think that the 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 dice moment to me is 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 important. Um, and it sort of it's so he cares more about Kira. You know, he <clears throat> wants to get back to her more than he does for mm-hmm. uh, you know his freedom. And we know how important his freedom is to him. Um, and I, I just think that's like a beautiful symbol that travels to sort of throughout the whole Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say though, like, okay, so when they're trying to escape, um, Karelia and they're going through the checkpoint, which yeah, is, so actually, there's just, let's start at the beginning yeah. and I'll, I, I, let's go through the plot. Um, okay. so they're on Karelia and they're a part of this local gang, very Oliver Twist, um, so Oliver Twist, uh, very, very Madame Tenardier and like her people that she works. Yeah, Tenardier, Oliver Twist, like very Fagin, <laughs> like yeah. Would that it, this yeah. is Lemus, and she's holding and and Madame and Proxima is holding people's like livelihood, their shelter, their food, their mm-hmm. freedom, like to lord over these little orphans and runaways. Yeah, so we're introduced to Coaxium uh here Mm -hmm. um or is in in avatar unobtainium (laughs) um (laughs) uh so there's so the and then and then they get to the 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 checkway point a really good action sequence of chase sequence and something that for me kira and um 
Han or at least um, uh, uh, um, the two actors, they're, they ooze excitement for adventure. When Han is going through hyperspace and like his eyes open wide, whenever he's flying, like Alden, um, Aaron Reich really gets that across. Yeah, we buy it because we also know what's going to come. Like it all, mm-hmm. it check. It, you know, we're 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 projecting a lot of this onto him too. But like, yeah, he, he does a great job. He's already so charming down in the sewers, like charming guards and cracking jokes, and you know that rock with the you just made a rock with the clicking noise. Like that's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really you know he has he's he's loyal and he's he's just great. They have great chemistry. Um, I, I think that you already see his penchant for risky business and, and all, and, and the fact of course that he's driving, you know, and he's steering and he's a Mm -hmm. pilot and he's crazy. Um, but yeah, I think there's great foreshadowing when Kira is at the checkpoint when she's like, you know, this is not the worst thing that could happen. We could get sold into Crimson Dawn, Mm -hmm. um, and all of that, or the Hutt cartel. Again, these are more tie-ins to Boba Fett. uh Um, yeah. And then of course the dice is like a nice seal to their bond. But like corruption is rife right now at the checkpoint because yeah. they get through with, with relative, I mean, you know, not actually relativities, but okay, it's just like corrupt, just yeah. lots of corruption well, going on. I think on. that fits into the thematic. The theme of this movie is like, I, I think the theme of this movie is lost behind all the nostalgia and the fan service stuff and the plot stuff. Mm-hmm. To me, this is about like, they mention it a lot. They talk about it like survival versus winning. And yeah. And like the idea that Han's all about the importance that you place on both. Yeah. Han's all about winning. I'm going to win this. I'm going to win that. We're going to, I'm going to win you Kira. I'm going to win this. And then at the end he realizes like, like Kira killed to get ahead. Um, he killed to save himself and Chewbacca at the end. Like it's about, this is when he learns the lesson about survival, not about winning. And it's not about the end goal of things. And so, yeah, well, and he, and he quickly throws out his start and interrupt you. He sure. quickly throws out his aspirations. Like he's like, I'm going to come back. Like, screw that. I'm going to come back. I want to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows what's important. Totally. On, no, no. And, and, and so I think that in a microcosm, that Imperial officer accepting the coaxium because it's selfish reasons to help herself. And like, she doesn't care about the bigger imperial picture. This is just her job. Maybe she yeah. does a little bit. Maybe she does care. But realistically, it's about that idea of like, this is for her survival, for her family or whomever. Like, I think it's, I, I think that's true. a small bit of the larger picture of this. No, but it shows the climate, what's going on at the time, which is totally. also really important. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought it was, it was quite amazing, but it is so true. And I'm not for nothing. Like when he, so he gets, he gets through and she doesn't. And again, I don't know, how they don't catch him right away when he well, like why aren't they just standing right there when he's like hey, you hey, think you, they were hey, guards you. on the other side of that gate too right yeah. i mean he has his little eponine coat going back to les mis his little <laughs> eponine hat he's ready but like you could get him there but like when on he sees that little video own. pitch <laughs> right right when he hears a little video pitch of from the um the order like you know uh, leave, be part of something and, uh, yeah. and explore new worlds, be something bigger than you. I mean, okay. Not for nothing. Like that's a great pitch. Okay. Their totally. propaganda is quite good at the so time. Here's a no- so we've talked about this before. I hate that you go to like galaxy's edge and you can like buy like first order memorabilia. Cause like, I, I like just buy a swastika. Right. Like why you, do people why, get what tattoos are we doing? Of that stuff? Totally. Yeah. People love that stuff. But 
Can you it's imagine? It's like getting the dark mark on your arm. Exactly. No offense if anyone has a dark mark, but like offense, actually. Like, why do you have the dark mark? But can you imagine if like it was the good propaganda, like at those parks and like, act, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, that's good propaganda. That's great propaganda. Yeah. They have, they have, they have a point sometimes. <laughs> Puppy has a point. The Jedi, Jedi have, are a plagued, flawed yeah. organization. Anyway. Right. So skipping um, forward three years later. Yeah, three which years. Which is how we get to um, uh, BBY 10. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not just ambiguous. Right. But they, they chose that. Yep. Uh, Han- he is not a pilot. Not what he thought he'd be. No. He's an infantryman on uh, Mimbin, uh, but he wants to be. He he was. We find out he was in the flight academy, but was kicked out because he's a duty head. Yes, and a lot of people that happens to a lot of people. Doesn't Sabine get kicked out of probably. the academy oh, as well? Sabine yeah. and uh, Bo-Katan are two other female characters. Oh, true. Yeah. Great, and great. Hera. But again, and the Hera. new times. And yes. Hera. And Hera. Yeah. Oh, God bless Hera. Uh, um, yeah, they're. It's very Saving Private Ryan this time. You, it's very clear that nobody knows what's going on. Yeah, like, like, it's just chaos. And you already hear him say, like, we're traitors on their land. What? Like, we know that he's not buying mm-hmm. the propaganda. He's just there because this is a means by which. Totally. To he's got a head on his shoulders. Not dandruff. Yeah. And. No. And he, uh, and then he finds Tobias Beckett, played by the ever-wonderful Woody Harrelson. And Woody mm-hmm. and, and Woody Harrelson is wearing, or Tobias Beckett is wearing the outfit of the person who's actually in charge at that point in time. But they're just That's there amazing. to run a, um, run a heist. To get that ship. Yeah, right? to get that yeah. ship. Um, and he basically. Ha- and the incredible Thandie Newton as Val. Oh, she's the best. And John Favs, of course. And then. She's the best. And then. John Favreau as Rio. Yes. Distracting. Who looks actually. great in yeah. Well looks great. And then we later realize that he's a wild, wild humanoid creature yes. thing. Um yeah, so so they they team up together. He's thrown into a pit with Chewy. Um That's a good we scene. learn well we get with them working it's a together. Great scene. He's like a beast? What? Beast, beast? And then of course we know. Well, when I first saw it, I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. is this gonna be Chewy? And and I love that. I mean, it's very helpful that he speaks Kashikian or Wookie or whatever. Yeah, that was funny. And like Kashik, uh, yeah. I love scenes where they're fooling people with noises. Uh, in meaning like they're like, "Oh, yeah. stop! Ooh, stop!" When he's actually punching the pole. <laughs> like I love that. Yeah. Stuff. Um, yeah. That was fun to watch. And, That's a great scene. And then they all they all get away, and um, they're then they're kind of around the fire after they escape. Um, getting ready to yeah. getting ready to steal the coaxium from uh, that train on Vanta One, Vandor One. Mm-hmm. Excuse Gosh, me. The trains, the trains are just stop flying, stop with your trains. They're <laughs> gonna get robbed. Yeah, but whatever. So something that Stick I want to the skies. Something that I want to bring up here that I really enjoyed was that Chewie mentions that he's looking for his uh, his Wookie clan. Uh, that yeah. was taken, and I like that. I like the screenwriting thing where like they couldn't translate to family or tribe, and then yeah, Tobias Beckett what, says yeah. like, "Well, what's the difference?" or same thing or something like that. And then when Chewie gets the opportunity to save his tribe or family or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, he decides to stay with Han because he found his tribe. And that was yeah, really, that the was family really that he's found along the way. Yeah, yeah that that's incredible. I like that, that a lot. Is beautiful. Um, um, 
yeah, there great chemistry between Val and Beckett. Uh, it's great. I think I think Val. I think Annie Newton has this ability to like. Um, she just can read you so well, and you believe mm-hmm. that she can. I don't know. She's great. So um, just, so then they set off for their their thing. Oh, what were you saying? Uh, yeah. So then they they. I was just gonna keep going with the plot, but you can go. Oh oh yeah no no then so then they they plan their heist. They're going to rob this train. <laughs> yep. They're going to get this a lot of coaxium off to get some money. Mm-hmm. And what from, they from Dryden Voss. Yeah, and 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 then um and then Enfys Nest and the Cloud Riders show up and they Which in a rewatch, I realize that the music that they play when Enfys Nest shows up is like children's choral music oh, in really? the soundtrack. So yeah, they sort of telegraph that it's like Children, not children, they're not children, but like but she's young. Kids. She's the, and her mother. She's young. Was Carly Morgenthau is young. Yeah. yeah. Carly Morgenthau. So anyway, that's just like a thing. I was like, oh, interesting. They use this like kind of wholesome kids' choral music at the same time. Uh, but they describe them as pirates and marauders. So we're led to believe that they're with very villainous. And they Davis. sure look villainous. Warwick Davis in every Star Wars movie. Um, um, so then, yeah. and then Val ends up blowing herself up rio is killed and val ends up blowing herself up to save all of them um are we sure that's the only option that we had no but like but i ask you this i ask you this by killing val i think i don't i don't love it because i love tandy newton and obviously she wouldn't have taken that part if it was so small like that's just what happened in in the changing of it yeah um but by killing Val, you do a couple things. One, you put Tobias Beckett on his own, and you can go more into the survival um, theme of things. One, two, he has now he has no strings attached to anybody, so that's why you can even believe the um, double cross more at the end. Double cross, but yeah. Also, that's true. You can understand why he would be so he still loves Han, like he still like cares about Han. Maybe not because yeah. he cares about Han Han, but because like I feel hear me out. When you know somebody that has passed away, but you and that you loved very much, you connect with them by talking to other people who knew her. So I feel yeah. like him also keeping Han around is a way for him to like remember her a little bit because han knew her and so he doesn't have to re-explain himself han kind of knows who he is and i think that that plays a little bit into those um those character beats as the movie moves on and well and in the next scene he does he does offer him a way out like he's not gonna he's not trying to like ruin Mm -hmm. han's life he says like look you don't want this do you know this is when we get the line do you know it's like to live your life with a price on your head and you know it's he does he does give him an out but han of course is han and will not take it so they go to dryden dryden Voss shows up there um on um uh, on a very beautiful (laughs) luxury sky yacht yes and on vander stunning party so he's on the yacht. We find him killing the uh, regional, um, the uh, someone, yeah, the regional governor, uh, <laughs> which is right. to him, um, love me some uh, vision, uh, and yeah, Kira's there. She's looking great. Great conversation wearing... between the two of them. Did you ever get that ship we were going to fly away on? Yeah, sort of. About to. That's why I'm here. I'm working on a. Uh, Working on a very big deal. 
How big? Enormous. Really? And when are you going to close this enormous deal? Any minute. I thought about you a lot. Of somewhere. Some adventure. I, I imagined myself with you. It always made me... What did I say? Look, I can't keep my eyes down the whole time. I'm going to bump into something. I don't. But I, I told you not to talk Beckett. to anyone. What are you? Wait. You two work together. She's writing a stunning yes. statement piece. Uh, it's not necessarily jewelry. It's more of just like um, part of her little dress. But it is the symbol of Crimson Dawn, and it is stunning. And she looks freaking great. And just and- like. Han thinks so too. Yes, yes, Han's he does. Given some real, real, real f me eyes. And just like Han found the Imperial Academy and all of that stuff, and then found uh, <clears throat> what's his name? Uh, found the two of them. Uh, 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 Tobias Beckett, excuse me. Um, she found Crimson Dawn, and she's done some nasty mm-hmm. things, and they probably, that was her way off the planet, or that's how she got off, and they saved her. Whatever the story yeah. is there, um, you know. There's more story there. We could, <laughs> yeah. we could do more. So she's but, branded yeah, definitely. and indebted to, mm. I forget the, I wrote it down, I'll find it in here, uh, the term that they use, um, that she is... Um, uh, she's very high up for him. Well, she's the she's lieutenant. Like a, lieutenant, right. Um, but yeah, and then so then they come up oh. with the Kessel Run idea. But I don't. Sorry, you were saying. Yeah, that? she's committed. No, no, I'm saying that's when committed. Co- that's they committed, say committed, right? Which is a which is an interesting choice of words. Yeah, for sure. Um, not only does that come across as a um emotional thing, but a physical uh, agreement as well. Totally. Um, and serious. Uh, so yeah, Crimson Dawn. This is when they maintain that they have a fragile relationship with the Pikes, which mm-hmm. is important for us to know. Because this ties in, perhaps, into Boba Fett. Like, you know, all of these things are on a very delicate balance. You don't want to, dis- you know, uh, displease. Some of these the, the groups are working, you know, at the same time. But it's very, very specific on how this is working. Um, and, yeah, you know, he, he thinks, okay, well, you guys can do this because you're random. So if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But you need a ship and you need a great pilot. Spoiler alert, Han's a great pilot. He's like, me, please. I wanted this forever. Um, and so then Kira takes us to see Lando and also talks about the fact that he has an enormous penis. Is that what we're led to believe? I believe that, that they talk about Lando Calrissian's penis in this scene. They definitely do. So, yeah. okay, fine, great. Um, and over a game of Sabak. Uh, more on Sabak later. I have many questions. Uh, Han gets oh, Lando sure, to. I have basic... my Sabak cards right yeah, here. Yeah, okay, but aren't there? Are, he, Brian is showing me his Sabak, and he's also invited me to play it at his house. But aren't there like eighteen forms of Sabak? And also, isn't it a very sus game where the house always wins and it cannot be trusted? So this is uh, Sabak. 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 Got it. You played before. A couple times. Yeah. Captain Lindo Carazzi, on solo. Looks like you're uh, having a good day. I'm a lucky guy. It was very fun watching this because I knew how to play. I know how to play Sabak or one version of it. A version of Sabak is that you're trying to get the closest to zero, and there are only three rounds to do so. And you have a deck of you have a you have a you have a um, 
a deck of cards and they get um they get shuffled out um dealt out and then you have your own hand and in that hand you have red cards and you have green cards. Green cards are positive. Mm-hmm. Red cards are negative. And in those three turns that you go around where you can call, you can do whatever, you can switch cards out of your hand, things of that nature. So it's like poker in that way. But you're trying to get closest to zero. So think it's like a combo of ah. poker, um, blackjack. You're trying to get closest to zero. After every turn, you roll the dice. Um, and the dice either lets you know that you keep, everyone keeps their hand or everyone has to redo their hand, but you still have the same number of rounds. So if you, if everyone has to, if ever have, if, if everybody has to refresh their hand after the third round, that's what you mm-hmm. end with. And it's super random. Um, so mm. by, by Lando having that fake card or that card in his uh, sleeve, that's his. Yeah, guys, just roll up your sleeves. Can we just have a rule? <laughs> just like everybody roll your sleeves up. Okay, but anyway. Yeah, that's how he was essentially. He was like placing another card, allowing him to get closest to zero. So would you say that Sabak is um, less convoluted or more convoluted than Quidditch? Which one is more easy for you to understand? I guess it just depends on what you know. Like if you're more familiar with like field games you could probably pick up on that but if you like have a yeah. mind for how card games work card games yeah yeah this is more ca- this is way okay. card game but yeah i got these in galaxy so when i was in galaxy's edge i bought some mm-hmm. of these because i want to learn how to play and then randomly some of the galaxy's edge employees the cast members pulled me aside not knowing I'd bought it and taught me how to play Sabak on the streets of Batu. That Black is Spire. very cool. So Jamie and I were playing uh, Sabak with them while drinking blue milk. It was like immersive as I hell. I mean, it that's was, it was a dream. It was a that's dream. Amazing. And I kept asking questions. They really questions. know what they're doing. I kept asking questions. They know what they're doing. Because I told them I bought a deck already and they were like, oh, cool. Like, I'll, like, and we went through like the specifics of it. It's super fun. How long did it take you? How long were you playing? With them, 20 minutes, maybe 15. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it felt like an eternity. It was so fun. Sabak. (laughs) Look at you with your little deck. Sabak. Well, I'm I'm very interested to play this game. I'm... You've, it doesn't seem that confusing, actually. No. The the thing that gets confusing is if, like, if you and I both have negative three, like, Who's negative oh. three is better than the other ones? Just because, like mm. these cards, it's not just like king and queen. Like I don't know what these these uh, symbols are. You know what I mean? Yeah, the symbols. The symbols probably are the coolest yeah. part, though, and the hardest part to understand. Anyway, back to Lando cheating Han out of the Millennium Falcon. Yes, and they get the ship out of it. Well, sort of. I mean, not really. Like he wins, but then he calls his bluff with Han not having a ship. Uh, it's in the shop well, they, and they, yeah, they offer him uh, help for exchange of the profits. And then when he keeps negotiating, right. like he's like, I don't like what you're doing. I don't like this, but I agree to it. Like, that was really <laughs> right. Right. And we get a lot of Lando and rebels, which is really mm, fun. Sure. This is, this is all consistent with the Lando that we see in rebels mm-hmm. too. Um, that's it, a great character. And it, and it really, uh, you know, that whole, like, the ending when he says, um, I hate you, I know. That just really beautifully sets up, like, sort of the landscape that we're yeah. going to see them in all the future movies. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great. Um, so, anyway, so then we learn about the mission. We, we let's see, do we do the mission first? Yes. So uh, no. Oh, also, Chewie has not gotten any better at hologram chess or whatever that game is. Chewie is so old, and we see him many years later, and spoiler alert, he is still terrible at this game. 
I mean, he's terrible. He will be terrible at this game, but he is it. He's still terrible. Yeah. Even Let me stop you there. It's called Dejeric. Dejeric. I call it hologram chess. D-E-J-A-R-I-K. Dejeric. Okay. That's all over Star Wars yeah. lore. That's in everything. And if you go to Galaxy's Edge and the Millennium Falcon is there, there the table is right there. You can't pull. I don't know if you, but you could also buy. Wait, is set. the Millennium Falcon sometimes not there? No, no, it's always there. Oh, oh okay. I, you said if it's there, like it's like sometimes it's off on a oh, mission. Oh no, 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 no! I'm no. like that's a huge. It's piece actually of set. it's in once you're going into the um, Smuggler's Run ride. They, yeah, that's you're like in the Millennium Falcon. It's it's cool. Oh god, I want to go so badly. Anyway, so now we're planning for this Kessel Run and to like mm-hmm. steal everything. They're flying through the Maelstrom, but through the place where you can fly through it. And then they get on there. They meet the Pikes. The Pikes take them in. To negotiate with Kira for the um, the prisoners, which are Han and Chewie, mm-hmm. and uh, we get the dice return <clears throat> moment. We get Very the sweet. dice return moment, and then we are in. Before this, we're introduced to L three three seven, which is um, just Phoebe Waller Bridge. Wonderful performance by Phoebe Waller Bridge. Just a great addition. <laughs> Agreed. I will say that the droids equal rights is great, but at first it feels out of left field, like it's her only. Um, quirky quality, but then when it, mm-hmm. it brings that whole sequence together, it's so much more full, um, and I appreciate. Yeah. That. Well, and droids have the tendency sometimes to be a bit, a bit like not no pun intended, clunky or like you know not as endearing. And I think they they do great jobs in a lot of the later movies because C three PO is like so annoying, but they do <laughs> just. I mean, the droid life is so good going forward. Chopper and and all the other people that we get. Droid and I think life. That, Droid life. I have I have the postage stamps for all oh, the droids. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. incredible. Um, I was trying to convince you to use them on your wedding invitations. Um, <laughs> you but, still can. Uh, do you? Can you still get them? I don't know if you can still get I'm them. I'm sure then. I can buy, buy them on eBay or something. Oh, maybe eBay. Okay, fine. Um, so yeah, I think it it just adds like just a bit of humanity and and it makes the moment you know when we lose her like actually very sad Mm -hmm. but yeah i love that whole part when she's liberating all the droids and we see all the different types of droids that we see in all the various star wars movies i love that like the ones that look like trash cans that have like really big feet Mm -hmm. that look like the the, what's the the purple thing from mcdonald's um grimace the the grout the grimace like i don't know that one reminds you of the grimace with Mm -hmm. like little legs um great yeah Um, i love taking off the straining bolts all that yeah, stuff is really so funny. Um, and then, so they finally get the coaxium out. I don't know why they just didn't wheel up the whole thing onto the ship and why they, they stopped at the bottom and then brought them up individually. Um, that was so tense. And I'll tell you this. Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character, L3, alone isn't good enough for me to buy into, uh, like, caring more about, like, what's inside the Millennium Falcon. But her that whole sequence is what does it because she's mm-hmm. coming out and she goes down and Lando loves her Ugh. and Lando goes after so her sad. and Lando you think you think she's joking before when she's telling Kira well, that Lando loves me but it could never work I don't love him yeah and then like he runs after her and then you have Han run after him and Chewie covering them all it was this moment where like. All of it coalesced in a really nice, yeah, meaningful this way. This fellowship that they have, yeah. this this found family, I love it. Um, and, and it's yeah. more, it's sort of filmed like a funny thing, but 
it really reads very, very tragic. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. Also, um, I love that she calls him his organic overlord. Very funny. I know. Yeah, I was surprised you didn't use that. Yeah. Your intro. Um, yeah, so then they, but they do get out. And then we, um, we are met with an imperial blockade, which I forgot about. That just was beautiful. Like I those things down. are yeah. so big. So the, You're like, the Star oh shit, moment with the lightning. It was just gorgeous to look at. Oh, uh, and you don't always see it, but the minute, yeah, the minute that the lights in the sky, mm-hmm. in the sky, like that's when you see these shapes, these like foreboding. I mean, the monster thing is freaking <clears throat> creepy. So let's take a step back. At first, I was like, also, yeah, go on. When um, she's negotiating with the Pike, Kira, she says that she's from mm-hmm. the the Trade Federation. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, she works for um, what does she say? She works for uh, the um, ship route and uh, management, sh- route allocation and management, or something like that. I love that, which is very funny anyway. as to what's about to happen. That is good. I didn't catch that actually. Well, the um, trade, yeah, no, wait, the, yeah, the blockades already happened because that's before this, way before. Oh, this. is it? Yeah, the, oh, my notes are maxed up. The when the imperial when the star destroyer oh, shows up. No, or? I was, I got it wrong. You're right. Yes. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking of the. That's like their, that's like their first. I was thinking obstacle. Phantom Menace, like the actual Trade Federation. No, I didn't know you oh. were talking about. Um, I didn't know you were oh, talking you, about. You thought I was talking about the the people, the body of people. I'm talking about the actual ship. Yeah, the blockade of the 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 star destroyer. Right, 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 right. Yes, yeah. and there he's like, well, they'll never. Serve. I worked for them. They're not going to send some Tie Fighters after us. Cue the Tie yeah, Fighters. So good, <laughs> so good. Um, so a great first obstacle, really great, and it ties into like his past with them and stuff. That's really mm-hmm. cool. That's when we get the line. Like usually these situations, I like to go in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Lando's different from Han. Um, so they fly into the, they're going to fly into the maelstrom, which is, they're going to upload. Yep. A really funny scene. Some of the jokes in there in terms of like, that's my custom piece. I really hurt my thumbs. Um, that was great. When Han doesn't understand any of the idioms, he's like, are they, are they following us? Like all that stuff. Just say it's really good banter and pretty funny. I know. And and they're all out of 10. It's really great. Um, is that when we get the Chewy as the co-pilot? Uh, when Emily Clark's like, Chewy, sit down. I'm gonna go oh, home. Oh, that's another funny line. Yeah, he sits down. They're like at the helm together for the first time, and yeah. Chewy just like turns on the lights, <laughs> like yeah. the headlights. <laughs> yes, that was <exactly>. awesome. <laughs> it was great. Um, and then we'll, and then we actually get that. Well, and, and so anyway, I love the L3 because it just makes this is at the moment where that ship becomes more than really any other ship mm-hmm. could hope to be. But then we get the I've got a really good feeling about this, yeah, uh-huh. which is another little Easter egg I I didn't catch, I think, on the first time mm-hmm. through. Um, so I love that. Um, so and then, of course, Lando's like, we can't do this. You can't make it in less than 20 parsecs. But we know from later canon, of course, that he will. And he did it in 12. And this is like the moment that astrophysics, this is like the, not the moment, but like astrophysics, physicists around the world, like are very plagued by this, right? Because isn't a parsec a form of, distance not speed. and not time yes or correct. speed yeah so this will just always be funny but always yeah um then they encounter the maw mm-hmm. uh and they use you a drop the, of the coaxium the space kraken 
or a purgle relation, maybe? Oh, maybe. I don't know. There is maybe. some tentacles and some electricity. I'll give that to you. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm into I'm that. always looking for a purgle family. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, definitely a kraken. The kraken's more accurate because it's like an evil thing. Um, it's got a lot of eyes. Um, so they use a drop of coaxium to sort of give him that punch to get out. That's a great scene too when he's like, "Stop talking, stop." I mean, I mean, it's just suspenseful. It's just great. I, I loved it. Yeah, I don't know. It's great. And then you have an, and you think it's not going to work, and then it does. <coughs> oh, <I don't> know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then you're halfway through the movie. That scene, though, in all seriousness, that scene where um they want to where they're using the coaxium and it stops and they're like oh yeah. no i even went i didn't remember that i was like oh no like how do they get it they, when they start to fall back and then in. blast yeah. them forward is is a spectacular visual it's so good and i just love the millennium falcon that like that row that bar of lights mm-hmm. uh or whatever exhaust at the back i just i oh, just love i love that ship that's what my airpods yeah. so travel in by the way now we have an hour um, left and so yeah. i'm just gonna quickly go through the plot because it's really just like back and forth stuff and then we can talk about it oh uh, yeah I, I honestly have very few notes going forward because it really does sort of just yeah. like but, but, but go ahead go so ahead. what happens next is they get back to the planet um excuse me they 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 find the planet that uh sabarine that can process the coaxium and they're meeting with the locals there and then cloud riders show up because they've been tracking them the whole time uh since um since they took the millennium falcon and they want they reveal themselves to be essentially rebels um who are fighting against the syndicate because the syndicate ruined their homes and so Han is uh, empathetic to their plight, uh, sympathetic, empathetic, and decides to give them the coaxium um, and trick the Crimson Dawn. Everyone's kind of in on it, except for um, except for Tobias uh, Beckett, and he bails. So then they come up with this plan, and um, Dryden Voss shows up. They try to trick him, but he knows that he thinks that it's not real, uh, coaxium. And then we find out that they have been double crossed by Beckett. Um, and, uh, and then, but with really Han has double crossed them because he has planted a, um, he has planted a fake delivery of the coaxium and now Dryden Voss has no security, basically. And so there's a big fight there. She ends up killing Dryden Voss and telling Han that she's she's going to follow up with them. But she also has that beautiful line about how, like, he just makes her smile. And it feels like she hasn't done a lot of smiling in her time with Crimson Dawn. But, again, the theme, she is just trying to survive. And yeah. she has ambition. And she... And then she will we'll get to the scene in a second. But she calls Darth Maul, head of Crimson Dawn, to report what dun, happened. Dun, dun. Um, and then she takes off um, while Han is, chases down Beckett with the coaxium and Chewbacca. Yeah, she's like, I'll be right behind you. Yeah. But she's not. Han shoots first. They're taking back Han shooting first. <laughs> and somewhere in his chair, George Lucas <laughs> throws the remote at the screen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then uh, Han and Chewie end up finding Lando. They win the ship back. They are on their way to Tatooine uh, and uh, to, you know, meet Jabba for what we know to be um, the gig that gets him frozen in carbonite. A long life of crime and Um, weird missions. I totally forgot 
how early in the movie that uh, I know it's still at the end, but how early for the end that she calls Darth Maul. Uh, yeah. How early in the end? You mean how much more of the movie there still is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seems like it would be a stinger or something. If it were I also Marvel watched movie. to the end, not remembering if there was a stinger or not. There isn't. Star Wars movies don't have them. There isn't. Right. No, they don't. Damn it. Yeah, that was that was really exciting. So they not only so let's break the Darth Maul thing down. So they're using the actor who did it in the Phantom Menace. Ray Park. Is he even is like? Are they using pieces of that or did is he still alive? Did he actually Ray come Park for that? came in and filmed it. And they, they okay, and then they use Sam Witwer's voice, but they recorded Peter Serafinowicz's Serif- voice, who does it in the original movie. But they ended up not using it because <gasps> they wanted to tie in with Rebels and Clone Wars more than they wanted to tie oh. in with the original trilogy. Also, something I forgot in Dryden Voss's throne uh, uh, office. Oh yes, you see a holocron yes. casing. I was going to talk about that, and you yeah. see a Mandalorian armor in the background. I know the holocron thing is really interesting since that plays such the Sith holocron plays such an important role in Maul's story. Mm -hmm. And why does he have it? I mean, Dryden can't open it unless he's like a Sith and has a Jedi or whatever. Unless it's just an antique empty one or something like that. I'm sure it is, but it's just a really interesting thing to put in his possession. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so Maul, so they use Sam Witwer's voice, which is fantastic because he's such, he's, that is how I hear his voice. Almost like how I hear, what's the same Matt Lanter's voice as Anakin like that Mm. I picture Hayden actually no now I picture the animated face but I probably picture Hayden but I really I really picture Matt Lanter's voice now sure um but anyway so that was really exciting and it makes I don't think there were some people who like you know I think at the time were like what is Kira a Sith but that's not I think what they're saying at all I they're just enjoyed this part more this time than the first time because i've seen rebels and clone wars um i Mm -hmm. knew back then that he was still alive and like in rebels and in clone wars and stuff like that oh yeah so actually let me ask you so yeah where was your head at this time was this the first experience you had seeing him since he got thrown down like the shoot yes but i knew he was alive because i'm I was aware of what was happening in the animated series, but I didn't watch it or get invested in it. But I can imagine a lot of people being like, oh, what? Right. Record scratch. Like, didn't he have no legs? Yes, you're right. He did have no legs. He used machines for a while, Mm -hmm. guys. And I love. (laughs) For more on that. They did not need to put. Yeah. For more on that, watch Clone Wars. Um, He did not need to ignite his lightsaber, but like. No, but like we got, no, it, but it was not. great. It was great. It was intimidating. He's gonna poke someone's eye out with that thing, <laughs> and it's probably gonna be his. Yeah. Does he have a two sided one? Do we yeah, see it, uh-huh. or do we just see the one? No, it's a two sided. Okay. Oh, so that's a fierce, fierce side. Another right. Easter egg I forgot to mention earlier is that Tobias Beckett is wearing the Lando costume that Lando wears um, at Jabba's palace when they're trying to save Han in Return of the Jedi. <gasps> I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, that's. I mean, not like I'm surprised. Same, I'm very new to this. So that's, it's just like on the ship. And Beckett gives Han his infamous blaster, right? Mm-hmm. The blaster that he's known so well mm-hmm. for ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I loved that moment for me. When did I watch it in my... I think I actually watched that at a really good time because I was aware... I had seen... I had seen him in 
Clone Wars. So that wasn't surprising to me. If anything, I think I was more excited by the return of him in live action. Sure. And I was, I'm hoping there will be, will, will be more. So we obviously lose him. We lose Maul. Mm-hmm. A very touching scene around like, I don't know, two BBY because isn't it, is it the second or, or the last se- um, uh, season of Rebels that we have that scene with him and Obi-Wan? I think it's the last season. The Twin Sons episode? Yeah, such a good episode. And that's like, I think, suppose, so if Rebels is five to one BBY, yeah. right up against Rogue One, then, and this happens at the end of Rebels, this must be like right at like two or one BBY. So that's when we officially lose Maul. But we have a it's, lot of time. It's in it's season three, episode twenty. Yeah. Okay. So so round two or three BBY. So you know he won't obviously. He's I. I my timeline is is correct. He will not be showing up in Book of Boba Fett because that's many many years after he's died. Yes. But he could be in Obi Wan. Um, the Obi Wan show. There's possibility there, right? I'm not wrong about that. Possibly. Because that is after Solo, maybe overlapping with Rebels, but that grand time between Sith, bed bitch, during Solo, mm-hmm. before he's like old and Also, gray, you know what we should do? We should do a re... I'm just thinking about this while you're talking about all that stuff. Um, yeah. We should do a rewatch of the most important Mandalore Darksaber episodes before season three of Mandalorian. Yeah, we sh- and there are a few in. Are they all in Rebels? No, Rebels and Clone Wars really run together well, we sh- for me. Clone Wars is about like the siege of Mandalore, whereas Rebels. Oh right, because Ahsoka's present for that. Yeah, with Maul. yeah, yeah. We'll, well, we'll get to that. Right, that's Clone Wars toward the yeah. end. Yeah. Anyway. Um. But anyway, so Maul, Maul. I just, I'm, I'm really. Int- I, I think when I saw that scene, the end of Solo, I was like, give me more Maul yeah. in live action. Maybe we will get it. Who knows? It will not be in no. Book of Boba Fett. He is dead. So like, <laughs> Officially dead. We've talked this movie to death at this point. What? Yes. Like, if you're still listening, we love you. <laughs> what are your, like, what are your takeaways? My takeaways are it's consistent. It adds a nice backdrop for, it's hard to do these because you know what's going to happen. We know that he's not going to be with Kira. He's going to be with Leia and we're going to love it. And they're going to make babies. That's amazing. Um, but it still shows you his character and like his and the fact that he is a good guy. And it makes me it almost is kind of sad because you see how hardened he is sort of and untrusting and like I have a bad feeling about this. Like we see the turn that he eventually takes. So it's really nice to see this part of his story. I I we couldn't do it any other way. I'm sorry. I mean, you could animate it. But like you, this stuff is great live action, mm-hmm. of course. So you're gonna have to cast somebody younger. Um, I love it. I think there is a high possibility that this is going to tie into Book of Boba Fett, which is what inspired again, which is what inspired us to do this deep dive. Um, and I think you know it, it's part of this long runway of open space that nobody's touched, mm-hmm. and I think it's really cool. And again, I'm just really glad. Again, it, well, it kind of could be bad, but. The fact that the newest trilogy is so far in the future, they didn't they didn't mess things up too badly that back down here mm-hmm. in this fun runway of time. So I'm glad that we have that. I just wonder if the stakes are high now that yeah. we know what finishes. But what about you? What are your takeaways? Not a perfect movie. 
Um, but I really had a great time rewatching it. This is not one that I would rewatch a lot. Um, but there's so much good stuff in here, like Kira, yeah. like Crimson Dawn, like um, the Pikes and the Kessel. soundtrack's great. The, I love that the score theme. Is spectacular. Ba, 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 ba. Um, yeah. But I really think this movie has so much to it. I think it really fits in nicely with like Clone Wars and Rebels and all that stuff. They made it that mm-hmm. way, but it, it's really good. And I hope a lot of this is brought back somehow into the canon um, in terms of like new stuff, because the stuff in here is really, really good. Some great action sequences. Um, again, not perfect, uh, I, I, but I really had a good time rewatching it this time. I, I think it's better than we, it's definitely better than we remember. Um, so I'm going to give it, let's see, I'm going to give it like a 6.5, uh, spice canisters. I'm going to give it 6.5 spice (laughs) canisters. Okay. I'm going to give it a seven spice canisters. I mean, the, it, it all lands around. It's all, I love it all. So I'm so boring. It always lands between like a six and a 10, but this is not my favorite by far, mm-hmm. but it does. It's it's better to me than Phantom Menace. It's better than Clone uh, at, uh, Attack of the Clones. Um, it is better than Sith. Oh, interesting. But it is not as good as Rogue One to me. I don't yeah, know. it's better than Sith to me. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do um, a ranking episode. But there's so the script of Sith is so bad. Oh, you know. We should, um, and I would like to watch Rogue One again and do it for the. Yeah, we can do it next month or something. Definitely. But I really. Yeah, I had a good time watching this. I'm really happy we did. I feel like I'm more prepared for Boba Fett now. Yeah. I mean, there's, but this has taught me that there are a lot of crime syndicates, that Tatooine is rife with it, and that, you know, um, we could get an, any number of little mentions or Easter eggs from this playing into Book of Boba Fett. So that's exciting. Well, nerds, this is why you never let anyone fly your ship. But join us next time as we return to Tatooine and discuss the next episode of The Book of Boba Fett. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. Again, that's at the Nerdverse Pod. Be sure to subscribe to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get podcasts and rate and review us there. As a new podcast in a multiverse of other nerd verses, we really appreciate the love and all the feedback. And those um, those reviews are super important. So thank you. Yeah. And I think I'm going to get a drink, Brian. Oh, yeah? Well, what should we drink to? Well, let's drink too. See how it goes. <laughs> so good. It's so good. He's so good. You know, we really didn't talk about him a lot. We started at the beginning. He's really good in this movie. And it's a sh- it's a shame that he... He, like, hasn't worked at all since this movie. He was I on know. that. I I think he said, like, he wants to leave it behind him and all this horrible stuff. He's he was re- dogged by this. I know. He was really good in, um, uh, in oh, that. Oh, Hail Caesar? Hail Caesar. And then he was just recently on that Peacock show that was canceled um, after one season. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. Not another one. I know. Poor oh, Alden. No. Um, Woody Harrelson. Every- He's crazy. Everyone is really good in this movie they have they have all the elements i think it's a weird choice to make uh rio like i, I wish it was have we seen his type anywhere else like I, in any maybe i think like so. this three-legged uh, rio didn't bother me fabro doing the voice distracted me yeah and i'm sad we'll never know why how he knows so much about sleeping with Wook is sleeping in wookie's laps because <laughs> he's dead yeah 
They were like, they left us with that nugget, and then they were like, and you're dead. So, Joanna, are we a pro solo podcast? I definitely think we are now officially both a pro solo podcast. We are a pro solo podcast podcast joint. That is a Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian. Pro Pro solo. solo. A Star Wars And soon, pro Sith. All right, we'll get there. (laughs) Slow baby steps, Joanna.